name's Sarah Aiko and I'm the founder and director of Curated Kyoto, which is a travel boutique based in Kyoto, Japan. And Curated Kyoto introduces a new way to enjoy Kyoto for creative travelers. I reached out to Sarah to go on an in-person tour with her of Kyoto to get the full experience of the city from her perspective. Sarah started Curated Kyoto about one year ago, and the impulse to create this business came as a reaction to her previous job in media. And I worked in a media department that promoted Kyoto to the world. From doing this job, I really noticed that the Kyoto that was being promoted was very generic. It was the typical Fushimi Nari Shrine, the Red Tori Gate Shrine, or was the Golden Temple, or was the Kyomis Temple. And there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, that's part of the charm of Kyoto. But at the same time, I knew this different side of Kyoto, the more creative side of Kyoto that wasn't shared. This is the Kyoto that I want to share to the world. You know, the off the beaten path temples and shrines, the amazing restaurants, like that have history of over 700 years. Not just places, but also the people of Kyoto really make the city. Because it's really like through the people and their stories that you really get a sense of the city. And I say this a lot, but Kyoto is not just a city that you see, but it's a place you connect with and experience. It's been said before that the secret to unlocking as genuine of an experience of a place as possible while traveling with a limited amount of time is to find a local to take you around. It's been that people will say, I would never would I have like found this Kyoto without guiding or you telling us. And you know, that, that really makes me happy because like, not like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I'm special, but it's the fact that, you know, I was able to introduce something to people that they wouldn't have found. And, you know, it would be such a shame for them to miss out on this Kyoto. Sarah Aiko's mother is Japanese and her father is Kiwi. She grew up having to go to Japanese school in order to learn the Japanese language and culture. And at the time, that didn't really feel like a blessing, but looking back on is something she's grateful for. It's given me both a Western and Japanese perspective. And I think that is really important in what I do because having both the respect and understanding of Japanese culture, but also knowing what non-Japanese people want and what they're looking for. Curated Kyoto wasn't designed to be just a touring service. It's also meant to be a platform from which Sarah can link Kyoto creatives to the rest of the world and give them the exposure she feels they deserve. I started this job 
Of course, for the people who are coming into Japan and for them to enjoy Kyoto, but also for the people who are living here. And what I mean by that is, you know, there are so many talented and skilled and beautiful people in this city and they're doing amazing work. And, you know, not everyone wants to expose themselves or, you know, promote their craft or themselves overseas. But for those who want to and don't know how to, I feel like I can be that person as a bridge to connect people from the world. So like connecting Kyoto and the world. So I feel very blessed and lucky to be in my position right now to be able to have that Western and Japanese perspective. On the subject of what kind of attitude and mindset visitors to Kyoto should have, Sarah has suggestions for how people can travel well. Plus, she mentions things that happen when they don't go so well. For anyone who's booking a tour with Curated Kyoto, I always want them to be a respectful human being. <laughs> and I would never book anyone or I would never um, tour anyone who didn't have the respect for Japanese culture or even just people in general. Kyoto as a society is really about the respect. And, you know, right now there are a lot of tourists coming into Kyoto and I welcome them and, you know, people of Kyoto welcome them. but. A problem that's risen because of that is, you know, amongst the like very respectful tourists and who are pe people who are into the culture and want to learn about Japanese culture, there are some really disrespectful people who come in and who just don't understand the culture, who don't, who don't try, they don't try to understand the culture in the first place. So if someone is traveling to Kyoto and they're prepared to be respectful of the culture and seek to get a sense of the real deal, what's the best way to do that? You know, what I was saying before is like, you don't really need to go to temples and shrines to really experience Kyoto culture. What I really love about Kyoto is how tradition and history and culture is like mixed into the modern culture, into the city. And especially creatively, there's so much exciting things going on in Kyoto right now. What's happening is um, a lot of creatives are moving back to Kyoto or moving from Tokyo or overseas to Kyoto and create this new culture. And what they're doing is, you know, bringing in modern elements and mixing in traditional elements and making something very culturally heavy or traditional, more accessible and relatable to the people, modern age or people like us. And that's a really hard thing to do, kind of making, changing something and adapting something, making it relatable to people in the modern age is a hard thing to do because, you know, what ha often happens is it loses its authenticity or its charm. But 
people now are doing it in a really tasteful way. It's creating this new and unique culture in Kyoto, something that's very distinctively Kyoto. A perfect example is hoso, hoso textiles. They make the obi. The person who's in charge of hoso right now, he was in a band and like, you know, he wanted to continue his music career, but he actually moved back to Kyoto and took over the family business. And he's still young, he's in his 30s. And what he did was took this textile, this traditional textile, and started working with all these luxury brands and like hotels like the Ritz. What he did was like he started to take these textiles and, for example, put it in a shop in um, Chanel shop in Paris and like have it as walk go to the Ritz Carlton and it's part of the furniture. So it was not, it wasn't just about the kimono. You know, it made it relatable to the people who are living in the modern age. And he did it in such a tasteful and superb way that, you know, really the Hoso fabric became very notorious and famous around the world. So that's exciting. Also, like, I think because these people, the younger generation, is showing, like, they can still continue the tradition and without losing its charm or um, meaning and make it relatable to the people now. And they're doing this in a tasteful way that the older generation are being more relaxed about it. Like they see it and they're like, okay, they, they're changing it a little bit, but they're doing it in the right way. So people, the older generation, are more open to younger people taking over now. One of my favorite chefs in Kyoto is a guy called Yamaoka, and he's only like 26 years old. And he left a really um, famous Japanese or famous Kyoto restaurant and started his own small couple restaurant in Gion. And he's only 26 and he did this when he was 25. And this is so unusual. You would not be able to do this like 10 years ago. And he's doing it and the shop is doing so well. Yamaoka is a breath of fresh air and he's funny. He makes good food as well, which just goes to show that it's not about age or experience, it's experience or how long you've been doing it, but it's really about the skill. And, you know, people are respecting that. Sarah and I visited a coffee shop, a restaurant, a traditional Japanese villa, and a lifestyle store. She also introduced me to two uniquely Japanese items, dashi and noren. I didn't meet Masataka Hoso or Yamaoka, but I did get to know Sarah, who is a talented Kyoto creative in her own right. She, as an individual, is emblematic of the kind of thinking that she champions, combining traditional aspects of Japanese culture with contemporary living in a way so that expands modern life and allows for creativity that has its roots in history. In the tours she gives of Kyoto, she's clearly an expert, intent on imparting knowledge. But she's also so in tune with the emotional human elements of the city. 